All right, let's dive in. Anger. Um, are you letting God deal with your anger? Somebody say yes. Do we come into church? Do we sit under the word and let God deal with us? That's the point. The point's not to come in here and be entertained. The point's to come in here and let the Lord change you. He's got something way better for you this week than you have in mind even for yourself. As great as you think your week could be, God's got something better for you. And what he's asking from you today is just a teachable spirit. Something my dad always put in me. You need to have a teachable spirit. I guess because I wasn't very teachable. And he's, he's probably right. Most of us aren't. Most of us think we know everything. Well, I want to ask you, and we're going to pick up where we were last week. Is there a righteous anger? Is there a time that you can be angry and not be outside of the will of God? The answer is yes. Scripture says, be angry. Just don't sin. Righteous anger is the anger that God has. Let's take a look at it in 2 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 25. Liz, I'm just going to let you have it. I haven't even gotten my, I don't even know where my phone is. Okay, it's fine. I don't want it. No, I won't. I'm the worst. I'll have my phone in my pocket, but the new Apple Watch will find it. It drives my kids crazy, but why look for it when it'll tell you where it is? All right, 2 Chronicles 28. Now, I want to encourage you. You may not be someone that really battles anger. If that's you, I guarantee you, you will encounter people that do. And you need to be equipped to be able to help people. But I believe, for the most part, we all battle this in some way. I know that I do. So 2 Chronicles 28, 25. In every city of Judah, he made high places to burn incense to other gods and provoked the Lord, the God of his fathers, to anger. Who in this scripture is angry? We need to at least establish that. It's God. Does God ever sin? Is God ever wrong? Yet here, God is angry. And God got angry because they were burning incense to other gods. And I think a lot of times we want to think that God's angry because of what they're doing to him. No, he's not angry at what they're doing to him. He's angry at what they're doing to themselves. And I, I can relate to that statement in that so many times I get angry at what people are doing to themselves. And let me just turn that around. Sometimes I even get angry to what I do to myself. What I do myself to myself. I, that didn't make any sense. But I do. I, sometimes I just, I don't know why I do it. You know, Paul even says, I know what's right to do, but I don't do it. I know what's wrong to do. And that's what I do. I know it's wrong, but somehow in me, I still do that. But when you have a child or see someone destroying their life, we can become angry at them. And I don't know necessarily that that's wrong as long as we do not turn over into judgment and get over into trying, trying to control, but let that anger help them. How many of you know sometimes it takes a firm hand with your kids? I don't mean spanking, and I am a pro spanker. Thank God my kids are old enough that that doesn't happen any longer. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about looking at them and speaking frankly to them and saying, stop going that way. 
I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm not trying to yell at you. I'm not trying to put you down. But stop it. God, here we can see that with burning incense to other gods, he would say to you, stop it. And it's not because he no longer loves you. It's because he loves you. What are you angry about? Are there anything in this world that you're angry about? Human trafficking, uh, spousal abuse, drugs. Um, I mean, there's lots of stuff. Vaping. Sorry, vaping is is a lie from the pit of hell that it's okay and it's not as bad as smoking. It is. But what do we do? We've got to do something. We can't just sit around and shake our head anymore and say, oh, the world's just not, gonna, not what it used to be anymore, is it, dear? Justin. <laughs> we are the somebody that can do something. Every single one of us is someone that can do something. You may say, well, I don't know what to do. Then pray and ask God to show you, and he'll show you something you can do. God is very creative. He's made you with great abilities. And I don't care what your circumstance is. I don't care your age or your education. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom with 30 kids. God can use you. God can use you to serve him in the kingdom. And if you want to do something about the injustice in our society, you will find a way. God will show you a way that you can be a benefit and a blessing. One of the reasons so many people are unhappy is because they're not doing anything. When you sit around and do nothing, you find yourself very unhappy. I will also encourage you, when you sit around and do nothing, you find yourself very judgmental. I have found that when, when I'm working, the harder I work, the less judgmental I get of other people around me. I'm more focused on my own pain and my own issue and my own job. It's one of the best things that I can do is put my hands to work. Idle hands is the devil's playground or the devil's workshop, depending on which version you read. (laughs) But get to work. The best way for the world to stay unhappy is to be full of yourself and not do anything. So I want to encourage you, do something. 2 Chronicles chapter 33, verse 6 says, he made his sons pass through the fire as an offering to his gods. In the valley of Ben-Hanon, son of Hinnom, and practiced soothsaying, argury, uh, sorcery, dealt with mediums and wizards. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him him to anger. Now, these things that we see here, and I'm kind of going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I don't feel like I can really deal with what we're trying to deal with without hitting this. Um, Because these are forms of witchcraft. And let me get on a bandwagon for just a minute. Stop calling the psychic hotline for your direction. Now, I know that I'm meddling. Don't read your horoscope. What sign are you born under? I'm born under the cross. That's my sign. Sign of forgiveness and mercy and grace and love and peace and joy. That's my sign. 
But that other kind of stuff makes God angry because when people dabble, say dabble. Dabbling is a scary thing. We think that we can kind of get close to it and it not affect us. I'm going to keep talking about my dad. I sound like the water boy. Mama, mama says it. Yeah. But dad said, you, you hang around stink long enough. You hang around, he used a word, you start to stink. So don't hang around it. Don't dabble. When you dabble with things of witchcraft, these things are demonic. Evil spirits that are attached to this stuff. And you can open yourself up to a lot of trouble that will last you for years. And you won't even know that this stuff has gotten in you. Now, we're not talking about demonic activity today. We're not talking about witchcraft. But you don't need to go to the circus to get your palm read. I can tell you the lines on my hand have increased in my years. What does that mean? I'm old. (laughs) I don't need somebody to read that. God has read it. It's written. It's done. He knows the end from my beginning. Not some literal circus act that wants to read cards. Stop doing it. If you're hung up in it and you need prayer to get set free of it, and it's not something that's easy to shake. Let me tell you, demonic activity in your life is not something you just shake off. It's something you must war against, and that's why we're here. And I can tell you that if you come to me with the issues like that, we're going to battle it with everything that we've got. That's the Word of God. That's the Spirit of God. That's the body of Christ. And I can guarantee you we will win over that activity. It's a good word. But I've had my future read. God says, I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. You don't have to pay to go get a reading. I'm going to give you a reading. It's a plan of hope and a future. God's got a good plan for you. Don't dabble in that stuff. Another thing that will stir up God. Why? Because, because dabbling in that stirs up God's anger. You know the, the two... Uh, um, the two laws that God says is most important. Love me, no one else, and love your neighbor. You cannot start seeking other direction. God does not like that. You want to stir God to his anger? Delve into demonic activity. I, I don't know about you, but I want to stay clear of God's anger. I got enough angry people around me. I don't need God angry. We're going to deal with our anger. But I can tell you, if I don't deal with God's anger, I'm in trouble. Stop doing those things. What else stirs up uh, uh, God's righteous anger? It's a hardness of heart. A hardness of heart. He really chastises the disciples for their hardness of heart. And even the, the, especially the Pharisees for their hardness of heart. Sometimes you get mistreated, and what do you do? You put a hard shell around your soul because you think you're protecting yourself from being hurt. But if you've got a hardness in your soul, everything that comes out of you is going to be clothed in that hardness. This is, I will just tell you, this is a hard word because many of you have been hurt. And it is risky to open up your heart again. 
The problem is your risk has been put in the wrong thing. Risk your heart being softened by the Lord. And I'm going to give you some encouragement of why that will work. You've had, maybe you've had a really hard life. Your mom or your father, your spouse or whatever has developed a hard heart. And you would say, but God, but God, Joseph's brothers hated him and they hated him all the more, but God had a plan for him. And here's the thing you got to know this morning. No matter what's happened to you, no matter what you've done, no matter what sin you've committed, no matter what horrible thing you may have done, or no matter what horrible thing somebody might have done to you, God is a God of redemption. I want to go back to worship, and all I could feel is a heaviness lift. In worship this morning, a heaviness just lifted. Not that we came in heavy. I didn't come in here with a heavy heart. But when the Spirit of the living God shows up, that heaviness lifts. You come in here and you're hurting. It says to put on the garments of praise for a spirit of heaviness. You want to, uh, I I had uh, uh, someone recently come and just say, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I said, okay, I can't, we can't spend hours right now at this moment, but what I can tell you is I want you to go look up in Psalm, Psalms and find praise scriptures and start speaking that out when you get afraid. Because the Psalms are praises. The Psalms are songs of praise to the Lord that David sang out when he was hurting. If you read David, you'll see, God, I'm hurting, but I trust you. And I praise you. And I know that you're going to take care of all these enemies that I've got coming at me. But at the same time, these are really hurtful. And I really don't like these people. But I praise you, Lord. It's such a great instruction for you to say, God, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. That's not bad. I think we as Christians think it's even bad to say I'm afraid. No, it's not. It's who you say it to. God, I'm afraid but I trust you and I'm going to get in your word and I'm going to speak that word and I'm going to do that word. And God, even though I'm still afraid, sometimes I don't even want to come out of my house, but I will because you are with me and I trust you. Now protect me, protect my heart. God is a God of redemption. God is a God of restoration. God is a God of resurrection. And you don't have to stay angry. You don't have to stay afraid. What's the answer? Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. And it's going to sound super simple. And I've found that in my own life, it's the, the only way I can get breakthrough. When I find myself at the end, when I find myself mad, when I find myself afraid, when I find myself wanting to quit, turn it over to God. Turn it over to God. Sounds super simple. In some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. I have to start walking with Him. I have to start talking with Him. I have to start doing His Word to expect His reward from His Word. You want the reward of His Word? Do it. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to try too hard. You just have to do it. 
If I will follow his word, his word will follow me, find me, and overtake me. It's, I, I found that this is kind of my scripture. God is watching over his word, waiting to perform it. You find yourself where you can't go forward, go to the word and follow it. Turn your stuff, your husband, your, spa, your wife, your job, your mind, your health. What is it? Your kids. You know, your kids in some way are yours, but they're not yours. They're God's. Let him have them. He's a way better parent to your children than you could ever be. Doesn't mean I now undo the parent part. Nope, I'm the natural parent. There is no undoing that. I get to remain my kid's parent. But if I want to hang on to them and not release them to God, I am holding them back. Give it to God. I would tell you that it's as simple as you just saying it out of your mouth. God, the situation, I give it to you. Now, every time I think of it, help me to filter this through you and through your word. And when I try to pick this back up, help me to notice and put people around me that help me notice. I'm telling you, I don't like people correcting me, but I also don't like not having the truth. You'd think at my age I'd be better at getting corrected. I don't know. I don't know that that's ever going to change. I guess when I get to heaven, maybe. But it is. It's painful. Correction hurts. Who here likes to be corrected? I don't. But I like more knowing the right direction than to keep going the wrong one. I'd rather a little bit of pain and get it right than live in pain. I'm going to give you a little bit of a... I've experienced pain this weekend. I had a friend ask me to run a half marathon that I didn't train for and I went and ran it. And I've been just in agony this whole time. I did it yesterday. And I literally am thinking, you idiot, that was so stupid. And I'm praying at mile 10, God, just help me finish, just help me finish, just God, I don't want to embarrass myself and I don't want to collapse out here. And here I am praying, but I hadn't prepared. So what's God going to do? I want you to know the truth. God's going to do his part, but I'm doing my part, torturing my body. Yeah, but it's healthy. No, it wasn't. It was unhealthy. I needed somebody to say, don't do it. <laughs> or, or prepare. One or the other. Prepare or don't do it. I didn't listen to either. So I pay the price. Trust God. I trust you, God, to heal my feelings. I trust you, God, to help me forgive. I trust you, God, to bring justice in my life. If that person needs to see that they're wrong, I trust you that you'll show them. If I'm going to spend my day trying, I'm not going to spend my day trying to take up for myself and defend myself and get revenge. I put myself in your hands. I can tell you the more you give God, the more he'll be able to do for you in your life. And we've all experienced this at different times in our lives, every single one of us. And you may have some deep-seated, deep-rooted anger that you need to deal with. And this morning is the time to begin. Unfortunately, it's not one of those poofs and it's gone. It takes time. But God is a God who has all the time. God's not in a hurry. He's a slow cooker. 
What he does is he gets you the right way. He doesn't microwave you. Have you ever ate something that didn't get cooked on the inside, but it's cooked on the outside, and then you get into it, and it's like, ugh. Have you ever tried to heat up like a piece of pizza that was, has the little foil thing around it that you can put in the microwave, but it still doesn't work? It's because the slow cooking gets it. We don't want quick cooking. Slow cooking. I want to really be different. I don't want to just get fixed for this moment and then tomorrow be the same idiot. I want to be fixed. The deeper something is rooted in you, the more work it's going to take to allow the Holy Spirit to get you completely free. It's going to take patience. It's going to take diligence. And I encourage you to get out just an old school piece of paper. Get out a Bible concordance. Get online and dig and find every scripture on anger and write it down and repeat it and speak it over you. Speak it over your family. Have you ever heard the expression, the self-fulfilled prophecy? It's true. Speak over yourself. Stop speaking demonic stuff over you and start speaking God's word over you. God is a God who responds to us speaking. He says, say to the mountain that stands in your way, be removed now and cast in the sea. You speak. You speak life. Speak over your anger. I promise you, if you read the word, receive the word, meditate on the word, love the word, speak the word, and do it over and over and over, it has the power to set you free. Psalm 37. Fret not because of evildoers, neither be envious against those works of unrighteousness. I've got in parentheses, that which is not upright or in the right standing with God. Verse 2, for they soon shall be cut down like grass and wither like the green herb. Verse 3, trust. Mine says trust, and it says lean on, rely, and be confident. In the Lord and do good. I've got a prescription for you today. Trust God and do good. I'm going to give you a little prescription today. Take a little of trust God and take a little of do good. What's your prescription today? What's your prescription today? Great thing about God's prescription, you can just keep getting it refilled and refilled and refilled. You want your life to take on a new direction? Trust God and do good. True trust proves it by what you do. Do you hear me? True faith moves. When we truly are being being led by God and we are a Christ follower, when I truly follow Christ, I find out what Christ is doing, I follow him, and I do what he's doing. That's what a Christian is, is someone that's trusting the one leading us and doing what he's doing. You want your life to change, you want to get free from anger, 
you want to get free from anything, trust God and do good. There is no reason for you to walk out of here and live with that anger any longer. There is no reason to walk out of here and live in fear. Pastor, you don't know what I'm afraid of. I can tell you that he has not given you a spirit of fear. When we receive the Lord, he does not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. You do not have to live in fear, in anger, in bitterness, in worry. Today we're just talking about anger, but can we please just apply it all? What's great about God is, you know, even though we're just talking about this subject, when we do God's word, trust him and do good, he takes care of all of it. We don't have to wait for the pastor to speak on my issue. Trust God and do good. Take a prescription today. We're great at taking prescriptions. I took two a leave this morning. It wasn't a leave. It was the Aldi version. Big long words. Elizabeth kept saying Sam's version. She said, it's this. I said, no, it's not. It's a leave. No, it's not. It's this. I'm like, compares to a leave. It's a leave. It's blue. I don't hesitate when I'm hurting to take something. Do you take ibuprofen pretty easily if you need it? Why wouldn't you take a pill that will really set you free? Are we crazy? We're crazy. The, 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 the definition of insanity is doing things over and over the same but expecting a different result. Change the script. Why, why does it change the script? There's this phrase, and I can't remember it. Flip the script. Thank you. My brain was about to explode. Flip the script. How, how, how does it come from the stage to the to application? Get in the Word. Get in the Word. Start speaking to the Lord. Tell Him your issues and let Him have them. Get around other believers that have a testimony of overcoming. Everyone in this building has a testimony of overcoming. And let's help one another get through our stuff and get on to the good life. Still, That sounds like Nebraska. My father-in-law lived in Nebraska and on their uh, license plate says, the good life. And I'm like, where? <laughs> there's not a curve. There's not a tree. There's pigs everywhere. And it smells. Sorry. The good life. Challenges are still going to come. We're not going to be free of challenges. But when I walk with the Lord, I walk in victory. Victory in Jesus. Let's just end with that. My Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming love. He loved me ere. I don't really know what that means. I knew him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me 
Trust God and do good. Father God, I just pray this morning for people to get free. You may be here today and you may not have made that first time decision to just say, okay, I'm going to walk with the Lord. Would you do that right now? Would you make that decision? Would you turn your stuff over to the Lord? You may have walked an aisle and prayed a prayer and got baptized, but you are not walking with God. Would you start walking? Father God, today I commit to trusting you and doing good. I'm going to read your word and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a hearer of the word and a doer of the word. And Father God, I ask you for a miracle in my life. Breakthrough. Father God, help us to turn, make a decision, and walk according to your word. Thank you, Lord, for this morning. Now, as we get ready to take communion together and to renew that covenant, Father God, let us be real with you. Let us be real with you and do this the appropriate way because you paid everything for us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.